Man, I uh, have been thinking and rethinking about what Luke preached about last Sunday. And I don't, and I know I'm biased because he's my son, but the picture of the cup being filled up and the ping pong balls coming out, when we're filled, there's no, when we're filled with the Holy Spirit, there's no room for anything else. And that picture has stayed in my mind. And, and as I go through the week, I, I've been careful as to what am, I, what am I letting in? Am I letting anything in that shouldn't be there? Or I, want, I want only just to, for it to be, I want to be filled with the Holy Spirit so that there's no room for anything else. And that picture has been in my mind. And, uh, and, and we've been talking about being filled with the Holy Spirit, have the presence of the Holy Spirit. And uh, this morning we're going to take communion. And when we take communion, it's to remind us. It's always to remind us, so we remember. And we need to remember because we forget. We're very forgetful people. And as I was reading Scripture, and if you're, and if you're like me, you read Scripture and you say, well, God said this over and over and over and over again. And the reason is because we forget. And I was talking about it in Sunday school this morning. My kids, I would say the same thing over and over and over and over again. Because I don't know if they forgot or they just weren't very smart, but they just, I had to say it over and over again. If you have kids, that's what you have to do. And I have to be told over and over and over again. My wife tells me things over and over and over again because I don't listen. I mean, I forget. I mean, I forget. That's what it is. I need to be reminded. And so this morning we're going to be reminded, but I want us this morning not only to be reminded about what Jesus did, and when we come to communion we're talking about the broken body and the spilt blood. And we talk about that, and we're supposed to remember that. But I think sometimes we forget about resurrection. And I think we get used to, or we just don't think about it or something, but we forget about the power of the resurrection. And this morning, I want you to, I want to remind you that the power of the resurrection is there for us. And God seeks for that to be used in us and, and be made uh, manifest in us. And so this morning, I want us to stand in honor of God's word. And we're going to read one verse, Ephesians chapter 5, verse 18. And it's just one verse. Do not be drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Let's pray. Lord, this morning, I pray that we would not rely on anything else, but that our life would be filled with you, and that there wouldn't be room for anything else in our life, that there wouldn't be room for the things of this world, there wouldn't be room for sin or anything else, but we would seek for a constant filling of you so that we would be full of you all the time. And Lord, I pray that we wouldn't be under the influence of anything else other than your Holy Spirit. And also this morning, Lord, I pray that you would remind us of the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives, that you seek to work in our lives. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. I don't know about you, but I, during these summer months, when I get my electric bill, I kind of hate to open it. Every every time I every time I'm in, in in there I've got and I've got now I've got I've got my kids upstairs and about as soon as it got above eighty degrees they were like it's hot up here you know so I've got a I've got a little window unit up there and those things are so efficient they're so efficient 
And that thing's running at full blast all the time, running that thing. And, and uh, we just got, and it was my daughter, oh, I see, I'm telling you what, the Lord help me. I see the light at the end of the tunnel. My daughter said some of the sweetest words she ever said to me. She said, Daddy, she was, yesterday we was in the car, she, she goes, she says, Daddy, that's what she calls me. She said, Daddy, next Saturday we're moving out of your house. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Power of the resurrection working in my life. No, and I, and we've had a great time, but but that, she got all these little kids, and they just get dirty, and their clothes get dirty, and they wear clothes too, and those clothes get dirty, and they run that my washing machine and my and my I, my dryer. I've probably taken ten years off of their life in the five months they've been in my house. Let me just, and that dryer runs all the time, and my electric bill, every time I open it, I'm like, oh. I mean, it's just, Laclede, I'm their number one customer. They call me up, thank you, Pastor, thank you for another month for paying your bill. We just bought a new truck. <laughs> Golly, and I look at that thing, and it, it's just, it's just, and if I tell you what, if I could find, if I could find, a power source that was free for my house. Wouldn't that be wonderful? Cindy and I have a friend. He's passed away now. He was an orthodontist out, in, out by Pittsburgh, Kansas. One of the greatest men I ever knew in my life. Great man of God. And uh, he, was, he let us use his, uh, he had a little lake house down on Taney Como. We'd go down there. Many of our vacations, when we were first pastors, we didn't have any money. All we had was a bunch of kids and no money. And he would say, go down there and spend a week. And we spent many a vacation down there, didn't we? It was wonderful. We had a wonderful time. Great friend of ours. And he would always tell me about different things that was going on in his life. And he said, uh, he said, uh, I got to, he said, I want to tell you about my natural gas well. And I said, you're what? And he goes, yeah. He goes, out there where we live, he said, there's kind of a big pocket of natural gas. And he said, I have drilled, uh, he, said, I had, he said, there's people that do this. And he said, I drilled a well, I drilled a hole in the ground. And he said, and I've tapped into one of them pockets. And he said, and it's a low-pressure natural gas well. And he said, and you, you cap it. And he said, and there's a pressure valve on it. He said, that, that regulates the pressure going to your house. And he said, and there's, he said, it's not very, he said, it's not very much pressure, but there's enough pressure. He said, I have all the free hot water I want. And he said, and my furnace is natural gas. He said, everything at my house is natural gas. He said, I've got a generator. He said, if my, if my electricity goes off, it hooks up to this. And he's sitting on top of this free energy. And how stupid would it be for him to have all that underneath him and all that available to him and him not open the valve and use it? He'd go out there and just close the valve and then just, and then just like, you know, just forget it. Just forget about it. And live his life, you know. He, he lives his life, and boy my, boy, my electric bill sure is high. I wish I had a better way to heat my water. Oh, my, my heating bill is, is, is outrageous. I wish I had a different way to heat my house. And him sitting on top of an unlimited supply of natural gas. And sometimes that's the way we live our life. We get, we get saved. We get saved, and, and we get going through life. And somehow or another, we forget that the Holy Spirit seeks to work in our life. 
We forget the power of the Holy Spirit. We forget that God wants to work in our life. We forget that he can work in our life. And, 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 we, get, and we even go to the place where we depend on other things to get us through. And this is a real short verse. And, and to tell you the truth, uh, I, could, I could elaborate a whole bunch on what I think it says about alcohol. But I'm not going to do that this morning. Our church uh, still it hasn't changed yet. But our church still doesn't think that we need to be drinking alcohol. We think that that's not something that helps us out. We think that it's not uh, good for us. And the reason is, is because what he's talking about here is, he says, don't be under the influence of anything else. Don't rely on this when you need to be relying on this. And I got to thinking about that. And I don't, know about, I don't know about you, but there's sometimes in your life you get in a real dark place. And things are going bad. And you're just like, what do I, how am I going to get through this? How am I going to get through this day? How am I going to get through this situation? And, and uh, there was, a, there was a, and, and people talk to my wife and I all the time. And they tell us the situations that they have in their life. And that's, that's what we do. We, we listen to those things and we try to help people through those things. But sometimes there's some situations that you're like, good grief. How do you, how do you, how do you get through that? How, how are you going to make it through that? And there's sometimes when, when people lean on other things other than God. And I got to tell you, there, there, there's gotta, there, I know that there's times when people are like, how am I going to get through this? And, and God is not something that maybe they've been exposed to much in their life. And so they watch TV and they think, well, well, alcohol looks like it'd be a really good way to get through this. And if I could just numb the pain for a little while, then I could probably lower my head and I could get through this. And, and if I use this, it would help me through. And when Paul writes this, he's saying, do not allow other things to help you get through the things of life that you need to be allowing God to help you through. And he just mentions alcohol here, but it could be anything. It could be anything. And he's saying, don't let these influences be the influence of your life. Don't let these things be the things that help you get through. Don't trust the things of the world to get you through the things that God should be getting you through. Does that make sense this morning? And that's what he's saying here. And so he has called us, God has called us for the Christian life to be a spirit-filled life. Like we was talking about last week, and when I say we, I mean Luke, the, the glass in our life needs to be full of the Holy Spirit so that there's not room for anything else. And he calls us to that. He calls us to this spirit-filled life. And he calls us to live that life. And I want to ask you this morning, what is influencing your life? When things get hard, when things get tough, what is it that you're pouring into your life to help you get through? And there's all kinds of things that we can pour into our life. There's all kinds of things that we can fill our life with, but are you allowing the Holy Spirit to fill you? And so I, I, wanted to, I, I was thinking about this and, and thinking about what does it actually look like? What is it to be filled with the Holy Spirit? What does it mean to be in this life where we are filled with the Holy Spirit. And just like we can be influenced by alcohol, we can be influenced by anything else, we can allow the Holy Spirit to be the only influence on our life. 
If you look in Luke chapter 4, verse 1, it talks about Jesus, and it always describes him as full of the Holy Spirit. It doesn't say that he had some Holy Spirit in him, that there was a little bit of Holy Spirit working. It says that he was full of the Holy Spirit. When he's doing these things that he needs to be doing, when he's doing the ministry the way he needs to be done, he was full of the Holy Spirit. You know that nowhere that I have been able to find in the New Testament does it say to have partway filled of the Holy Spirit. It says that we are to seek to be at that place where everything is full, where there's no room for any other influence in our life, to where that is completely full, that there's nothing else in there. Really, to tell you the truth, I think that God seeks for us to have a steady flow so that it is flowing out all the time. I don't know about, has anybody, is it, anybody like to drink out of a pond? I've never been that thirsty. Has anybody ever drank out of a spring? Yeah. A spring is this continuous flow. And so whatever, sometimes, sometimes there might get something in the spring, but the water is flowing and so that it will take it out. Okay, and so if you're if you're drinking water out of a spring, the, the, something might get in there, but the water will, as it continuously flows, will clean. And so we need to have this flow of the Holy Spirit in our life and keep us continuously full, but have a continuous flow in as well. And so it talks about this continuous being full of the Holy Spirit. If you have your Bibles, go to Acts chapter six. should have had this marked so if you go to acts chapter 6 verse 3 it says here brothers choose seven so they were having some problems in their church they weren't the the guys weren't able to get to get everything done that they needed to get done so they said we need to get some other people to come alongside us we're going to have some people help we're going to have some people serve and so they they said this is what they said to do said brothers choose seven men from among you who are known to be full of the spirit and wisdom and we will turn this responsibility over to them and we'll give our attention to prayer and the ministry of the word so it says we need to find some people who are full of the holy spirit it doesn't say find some nice guys find some find some people who you know have some spirit in have some spirit god seeks for his people to be full of the Holy Spirit. And I think sometimes we think, well, I'm going to come down, I'm going to get saved, and I'm going to get filled with the Holy Spirit, and then that's going to kind of wear off, and it's going to come down, and, and, uh, and then, you know, I'll just kind of trudge through life. That is not what God has called us to. God has called us to be in this place of full. He has called us into this place of full, and he's also called us to places of continuous filling, into this place where he is in us at all time. If you go to chapter, uh, chapter 6, verse 5, it says the proposal pleased the whole group, and they chose Stephen, a man full of faith and of the Holy Spirit. So they found this guy, Stephen, and he was, he was not partially full. He was completely full of the Holy Spirit. And God seeks for us to be in this place of full of the Holy Spirit. And this is, this is a person who lives, that habitually lives with every area of his life or her life 
under control of the Spirit. This is not someone who is counting on other things to get them through. This is someone who is in this place that everything in my life is under the Holy Spirit. Everything, every part, every decision I make, God, how, what are you thinking on this? What are you doing here? In this place where it's almost in this continuous communion with God. God does not seek for us to have this relationship where I come in on Sunday and, I, and, people, and, and, we, hear, and we know how people say this all the time. Well, I had to come in and get my Sunday fix. You know, I'm filled up. I'll be good for the rest of the week. God does not seek for this to be, hey, I got fooled on Sunday and I'm running out a little bit on Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday and I come to church on Wednesday night and I got a little bit filled Saturday, Sunday, man. Oh. We come in on Sunday, oh, I'm just empty. Oh, God, fill me up. And God's like, yeah, I want to do that. But I'd really like to do that the whole week. He wants you to live in this place of full of full so that there's not room for anything else in there. And, and when we get, when we, how do, and we ask, well, how do we, how do we get to this place? Well, when we are filled with the Holy Spirit, it is, it is, uh, it is this place where we're putting everything in our life under him. And everything in our life that we know of is, is just, God, you're in control. And he wants to keep us at this place of full. And then there are times when God seeks to fill us like an extra, like an extra filling, like filling you to, uh, to, to do something extraordinary, something maybe completely out of, your, out of your comfort zone. If you go back to Acts chapter 2, verse 4, we see all these, we see all these, uh, the disciples are there and they're in the upper room. And it says that all of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them to. Okay? And so there's all these people here worshiping, all these people who are Jews and they speak, they all speak different languages, but they're all here and they're worshiping and they're all in, in Jerusalem. And if you were to ask the disciples, you need to go out there and you need to speak to where they can understand you, they would not have been able to do it by themselves. Have you ever, have you ever been in a situation where you're like, I don't know what to do here, and then all of a sudden you feel like you've got power and, you, and you've got words to say? And you have things that you, that you, that you were like, I didn't, where did that come from? You ever have a, have a thought or a word come in your mind? You're like, oh, wow. I can remember times with our kids when I was just like, I don't know what I'm going to say. I don't know how, I don't know what to do with them right now. I can remember a specific time where me and Cindy were just like dumbfounded with, with Lacey and we didn't know what to say to her and felt like all of a sudden God gave us a word to say to her and it was exactly the right word to say. And I was like, where did that come from? It was from God. And there's, and there's been other times in, in my life and in my ministry where I was like, God, I don't have the words to say here. And all of a sudden, it was the right thing to say. I just, I just, the Lord just gave it to you. God seeks to do that in your life. And I think we go through life and we're like, uh, how am I going to do this when God asks us to do this? How am I going to know what I'm supposed to be doing? And we worry about that. And God says, I want to fill you for that. I want to fill you up when that situation comes with your kid or when that situation comes in your family or that situation comes at work. I want to fill you for a special empowering to say what God wants you to say or do what God wants you to do. 
But we forget about that. We forget that God wants to keep us at this place of full, to keep us at this place where his Holy Spirit is in us. And we, and we live these lives of dry. We live these lives of, we, of, of, of this, and, and Luke said it last week, we're a leaky vessel. We're leaky. We go through life and, and, and the Spirit kind of leaks out of us and we'll go for a while and it's, and it's getting lower and lower and sometimes we forget that God seeks to fill us up and that God seeks to live us, have us live there in, in the fullness of what he wants to do. Filling of the Holy Spirit is not a one-time experience. It's a continue. You see all throughout the New Testament that, that Paul and Peter, and they would, they would be filled and then the Holy Spirit would come in them and fill them again to do what they need to do. God wants us at this place of full, but he also wants us to know that he will empower us and give us special fillings to accomplish what he wants us to do. But we forget that. We forget that God seeks to do that. And we, and we, uh, we ask, and, and, and sometimes we, we, run on, we run on feelings. I want you to uh, go to Galatians chapter 5. five sixteen. So I say, live by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the sinful nature. For the sinful nature desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit what is contrary to the sinful nature. So he's saying here that I'm not supposed to live by feelings. I'm not supposed to go through life and go, well, I, I feel like a Christian today, so I'm going to live it. Or I don't feel like a Christian today, so I'm not going to do it today. The, the Holy Spirit seeks to fill us to where, even though we, we may not always feel like it, but we know that he is there, and we know that he is full, filling us. And I want to ask you this morning, are you filled, are you living at this place where you're filled with the Holy Spirit? Are you living at this place where you're consistently looking at your life and saying, what is going in my life? Am I doing things that are keeping the Holy Spirit coming in my life? Am I listening to the stuff that I need to listen to? Am I exposing myself to the stuff I need to expose myself to? So that I am full, so that there is no room for anything else. And I want to tell you that that picture has helped me tremendously. It reminded me that the Holy Spirit seeks to do that. It reminded me of the power of the resurrection in my life. It reminded me that, that I have not, not power just over the sins that I've committed, but I have power to keep me from sinning. I don't have to keep on sinning i think sometimes we have this idea i got all my sins forgiven i've laid my sins down at the altar but uh i'm probably going to sin again and so i'll have to come back well you can do that you can do that that is possible but you don't have to keep doing that if you are in this place of the holy spirit filling you why did jesus not sin because he was continuously filled with the holy spirit there was no room for sin in his life because he was full all the time. We see this picture. And I know this is, it's hard to believe that God seeks to do that in our lives. But he seeks to do that in our lives. 
If we will stay in this place where I am full and running over, then there's no room for sin in my life. God can save me from my sin, but God can also save me from sinning. He has the power to do that. But we forget that, don't we? We forget that. And this morning, I want to remind you of that. I want us to remember that through the power of the death and the resurrection of Jesus Christ, not only does he have power over the sin that I've committed, but he also has power to keep me from sinning. And that is hard to believe. But I want you to know that it's, it's possible today. I want, our, I want our band to come up this morning. We're getting ready to take communion. and The word says that communion is for the believers, for those who are in a right relationship with God, for those who everything is given completely over to him. And, and, the, and, and the word talks about that we need to come before the, the table with judgment day honesty and we need to look at our lives and say, is there everything all right? Is everything between me and God right? Am I full of just him today? I want us to stand. I'm going to open up the altars this morning. I want, to ask, I want you just to ask yourself this morning, what am I full of? Have I allowed anything else to come in my life or am I allowing God to just keep me full and keep me in that place where I'm running over where there's nothing else? And I want you to really search your heart this morning. Is there anything in me that is not him? And I just want you to, I just want to remind you this morning that he seeks to fill you towards just him. Is there anything other than him in you this morning. We're going to open up the altars. If you'd like to come pray this morning before we go into communion, come and pray. Come and pray and just say, God, I, I want to be full of you. I don't want anything else. I want the power of the Holy Spirit in my life, not only saving me from the sin that I've done, but saving me and keeping me from sinning further. I don't have to keep sinning. If you'd like to pray this morning, if the Lord spoke to your heart this morning, come and pray as we sing the song.